0: Hey, Stars fans. Welcome back to Star Wars Hangout. I'm Ez. And I'm Lonnie. And friends, we are back with Bad Batch Season 2, Episode 5, Entombed. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we're entombed in some snow outside. (laughs) We are. (laughs) So snow day for us. It's crazy out there. Hopefully you guys are safe. And uh, we are munching on, what do we got?
1: Uh, We got some homemade oatmeal banana cookies. Chocolate chips are in there too. Mm. And they're so good. There's no sugar in here, and it's just sweetened with a banana. Yeah. if you have an air fryer, I highly recommend this recipe.
0: Yeah, Lottie has been, (laughs) if if anyone has air fryer recipes, whether Mm -hmm. they be dessert or dinner, whatever, please send them our way, your favorites. like I would love to, whether it's a transmission to Star Wars Hangout 77 Mm -hmm. or Fleur and Bill uh, or DM the Instagram, we would love to hear Mm -hmm. what those are, because it's changed our lives. Yeah. The air fryer. Wow. <laughs> I wonder if they have one on the Millennium Falcon. You know? I also. How do you cook your food? Mm. I mean, they got to somt- have like a microwave or something.
1: I was going to say, sometimes I envision them getting coffee, you know, like in um, The Expanse. Yeah. How they make coffee in the spaceship. And that's like one of the best things ever because I don't know, they couldn't have coffee for a while.
0: Right. Right, they uh yeah, people have searched this. Yeah, okay. Did did the Millennium Falcon have a kitchen? Uh, A kitchenette (laughs) on board the Falcon? Wow, there is. I guess you know those books that where you can look inside and you can sort of see some of the components, like the living quarters and stuff. Right. There is a small station, uh, where where yeah they have a little kitchenette there on board. Especially in Legends, they talked a lot about having a cup of calf, like your coffee. And they had Nerf steak and things like that. But I kind of, I want to pull up a full list. Maybe we'll do a full food episode one time Please. for, yeah, like our, our patrons or something. That would be really cool. But anyway, we are, uh, yeah, we've got our coffee, we've got our sweet dessert, and we are ready to talk about Bad Batch mm-hmm. season two, episode five. And I have something that I noticed. You guys might have noticed it. I don't know. I saw it in a comment and I went and looked and yeah, I, I found something in this episode that I don't think, I, I'm not seeing a lot of people break down. So okay. uh, I don't Interesting. Know, yeah, I'm, I'm, let's let's set up with a summary. Yes, before we I was gonna go, say, what's
1: the episode about
0: before we go crazy? So this one, now remember last episode we had Tay, uh, Tayo, you know, <laughs> running around the, the flying doing <laughs> his race thing. We're not so sure about Sid. Sid's not in this. Instead of Sid, we have Fee. Fee who was mm-hmm. there earlier had her feet up was talking to Sid in, in Sid's parlor. Yeah, we think there's a big setup in terms of maybe Sid is going to betray the bad batch or be in a situation where it appears that way. We're not we're not quite sure, but mm-hmm. anyway, so we are back at at Sid's place and Fee is telling Bola and Ketch these two individuals, yeah. right? there about her encounter with the octomorph. Now the octomorph, and, and from what I can gather, it sounded a whole lot like what we call like a dianoga. Okay. and in episode four, when they're in the tra- uh, the trash compactor, Luke and 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 Han, they're in there. They've just rescued Princess Leia. They go in this trash compactor, and the the thing like wraps around Luke's leg, and it pulls him down. Oh, so it had sort of. Yeah, it, was, it She calls it an octomorph. So, but it sounds a lot like a dianoga, which I thought was really interesting <laughs> and just yeah. a, a you know scary kind of creature. Yeah, whatever, right. So, but she did get from that creature the Grand Pearl of Novak. What is that? We don't know. No. We have no idea. It's they just total. throw these things at us, and it's great. It's more lore. It's more you know uh, just universe building, I guess. Galaxy building. Uh, if he takes. Takes a look at Omega. Oh, what she found. So they went out. So it starts off there in the junkyard, right? They're out there looking around through the trash and things. They need to find a, a, a compressor of some kind. But she finds what looks like a compass. Mm-hmm. And this compass has markings. These droid will then translate those markings and learns that there's coordinates. The Kaldar trinary system.
1: Oh, yeah. I see it. Mm-hmm.
0: trinary system, meaning there are like three right. suns. Mm-hmm. Possibly. Uh, which is which is why we've seen like binary, uh, where you've got the two there and uh, with Oops. Tatooine and stuff. So that's kinda cool. But they all basically agreed to go treasure hunting. Some of them are super pumped about it, some of them are not. And uh yeah, yeah. thank you. This is uh with Ashley and Co. They they write up a good summary afterwards, so I'll put a link to their mm-hmm. their summary. Thank you guys for that. Uh so it's it's basically Indiana Jones. Oh, which, but yeah. Yeah, it's it's this treasure hunting idea in Star Wars. We're yeah. going to go look for some lore. Mm-hmm. We're going to get after it. And it was it was a fun, exciting episode. I had no idea where it was going to go, what yeah. was going to happen. But we did learn a few really cool, interesting things, I think. Let's hear it. Yeah. Now, uh, we also want to give a shout out, by the way. If you guys mm-hmm. get a chance, go to, um, I think oh, I think one of the writers, one of the um, maybe even producers on the show. We've got Jennifer Corbett. Mm-hmm so at corbett usn i think is the i we'll, will put the handle down in the mm-hmm. description but go give her a like and a follow my goodness i mean that's we, so awesome yeah yeah we, we like i think you stumbled across this you're mm-hmm. looking up some stuff about you know, I saw who, her who name. works on the show yeah you Next saw her one, name in the credits yeah
1: right in the credits it says dave filoni everybody knows dave filoni and then jennifer corbett and i was like who's jennifer yeah she yeah. worked on this and then i found a couple of things she was at star wars celebration um there's another
0: i think she worked on star wars resistance mm-hmm. um as well at one point so
1: and then supervising director brad Rao? Yeah. yeah yeah they're i mean yeah it's cool. they're it's... awesome if they ever want to come and talk oh star wars we'd love with you, to talk star wars with them absolutely oh
0: you know what's really neat though is when you go and this is unfortunately i don't know if we're gonna make it to our london celebration yeah. this year um as I am giving us one more year where we pass on the celebration thing, I'm sorry, it's and my I don't call. care if I've got to take my, you know, future younglings, um, <laughs> I I don't care how I how I do it. I am going to start with celebration because it's things like the, these panels. We saw some images of her, you know, talking about Bad Batch season one. And you get to meet a lot of the people behind yeah,
1: this creation, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah,
0: and I, I love I love learning about the people who are working, who are writing it, who are directing it. You know, all all these different things because we do a lot of times uh, the bigger names are just tossed around and we don't yeah. really know who the other people are that are working right? on these things, and or even some of the voice talent. Like I'm pretty much a story guy. I love to just yeah. focus on what happened to the characters and then keeping all the continuity in my mind and where are the Easter eggs and right. just enjoy the story. But I've tried uh, and I'm going to continue to try to learn more about i guess the individuals behind mm-hmm. like the making of it. I love that they do the making of. Yeah. When like on Disney Plus they've been showing like the mand- like how they made the Mandalorian, yeah. uh, behind the scenes for Obi-Wan, and you get to see some some more of the cast and crew. And I love that. I yeah. bought the um the la- when the last Jedi came out, I went and bought their behind the scenes like documentary as well. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. So cool because I wanted to see more of Carrie Fisher and I wanted to see, you know, more of of her interacting with Ryan Johnson and just all the different things. So it was really yeah. really neat and I'm glad you found this and brought this up today. Mm-hmm. So. I think we'll try to do that more in the future, and uh, we're going to hunt some of these people down, yep. and we're going to be following their social medias because I want to know what the heck is going on, right. what they're working on, and all that good stuff. So, yeah. Okay, so should I just jump right into the thing that I saw? Please. I don't know. I mean, maybe Jennifer Corbett wants to come on the show and tell me I'm wrong, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> so around, and you can pull this up, go mm-hmm. to 7 minutes, 19 seconds. Oh, all right. 7,
1: Seven nine.
0: Maybe go back to 7...
1: I'm at 7.15 right now.
0: Okay. Go back to 7.05 or just seven minutes. Oh, okay. Right? And just turn your, comp- turn your volume down there. We don't want to no, no, no. add any extra editing <laughs> to the podcast here. <laughs> no. I'm <laughs> uh, just kidding. Uh, but then go ahead and play it, and you'll see Fee pulls a sword. Oh, yeah. I saw that. Right? And starts to move a stone and lifts her hand as if she's either sensing something in the force or as if she was going to move those stones with the force. And she then decides not to and looks over her shoulder and says, a little help. Can I get a little help here? And there are a couple times where she asks what? for, hey, big guy, can I get your help? Almost as if, like, I could do this, but I'm really coaching myself up here to not use the force to let anybody know that I'm a Jedi. You know what I'm saying? Fee's a daggone Jedi. And
1: her name is Fee. We stumbled upon that, too. Fee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Fee is also a letter of the greek greek alphabet i think yeah
0: greek uh huh she's a mystery though fia is a mystery and she just sort of shows up and she's yeah. at sid's Paul. now here's the thing remember who sid was sid was a former jedi informant all right she, yeah. she 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 had information worked with the jedi i believe i could be wrong about that but you guys fact check me on that i think that's what i remember from season 1 and i feel like that who Sid is, And I think I mentioned mm-hmm. last episode. That's why I trust Sid a little bit more. And she said she's changed. Maybe she wasn't always that way. Yeah. But I, I really I really feel like in the last episode she was saying, hey, I might surprise you. And mm-hmm. the surprise, I think on the, uh, the first wave of surprise would be, oh, she did something that looks treacherous. Mm-hmm. But really, we got to believe her. And Omega will because she has seen, you know, she understands who Sid is. And how important she is. But yeah, I again fee showing up at Sid's parlor to me seems like how how do they know each other? What's the deal here? Is this an old connection? Was she the go between between the Jedi Order and maybe Sid? Was was that sort of her informant?
1: Perhaps Uh, Well on her wiki page, by the way, it says scale back. Okay. Considered Genoa V. Genoa to be the most trustworthy pirate she knew. After observing the variety in Clone Force ninety nine, Genoa briefly flirted with Tech.
0: Yeah, called him Brown Eyes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait,
1: oh, they call that, thats flirting. Yeah, that's flirting. it's also yeah. The,
0: okay. There's not much, so you know when you when you make the wiki page, yeah, you kind of got to pull out whatever you can find. They
1: already added the so. the latest, you know, episode of Bad Batch. Yeah. She yeah. went to Safatoma and mm-hmm. the the compass and stuff.
0: So anyway, Fee I think is an interesting character and I I feel like there the parallel I made inside the Star Wars universe is to Dr. Afra. Remember we we um we were reading we were listening to that uh, sort of the audio drama in the car. Dr. Afra was running around looking for different lore, uh helping mm-hmm. Vader out and Kind of reminds you of like an Indiana Jones. Yeah. So it felt like we we're exploring more of the histories and the legends. Like at the end of this, she's talking about a chalice and let's go off and find this um, you know, whatever whatever this this object yeah. is. And and she seems to know a lot about yeah. ancient artifacts. Yeah. So call her a pirate, call her whatever, but she has a good idea of even when they get on this planet she she yeah. calls these individuals the ancients
1: mm-hmm.
0: and Wrecker's like the Jedi and she's like before that buddy mm-hmm. and it's like wait a second how do you know all this stuff right so and I and she has a sword that was the other thing too right. she pulls a sword or whatever you want to call that thing but she pulls it, she puts her hand out there as if she was about to use the force to move those stones. And we have seen literal like force users, that's a reoccurring theme. They move stones, they levitate yeah. stones. Ray does it, Luke does it, many more will do it. Kanan, uh, Ezra in training, yeah, you know, the whole nine yards. Yeah. yeah. So really cool. I, I think that was I think she's an interesting character to watch. And they just dropped her in here. Yeah. Out of nowhere. And guess who is really liking her and getting along with her? Omega. Yeah. Who people are wondering. Is she force sensitive? Is so mm-hmm. what was what was Nala say up to in terms of any alterations made to her? Is she? I, we don't know. She's again first generation clone. Uh, yeah. So
1: also when they get to that door after Omega had to get rid of the compass, right? Yeah. The, yeah. the temple or mountain reclaimed the compass so she can not use it anymore they get to that door it looks a little bit like the chamber of secrets
0: <laughs> oh yeah yeah you were um, like you were like speak parcel tongue <laughs> open and, that bad boy up
1: but she just knows or like moves along the stone and knows there is that almost like a door handle and she just pulls it and it, Ooh, the door gets up i wonder true, if anyone could have done that or if she felt it or you had to be you know, sensitive to something. B
0: is a Jedi confirmed. You're right, because I was wondering, that's odd. Yeah, I mean, yeah it's too she, easy, right? Right, like Hunter and Tech and all these, like the Bad Batch with all of their skills and abilities, they can't like, yeah. figure some of this out, or they, they didn't notice that. And she's like, sometimes it's just, you know, yeah. like what was obvious to her was not obvious to them or to and us then, at all. And that's typically where a Jedi or some sort of sage-like figure steps right? in and says, mm, it's, you know.
1: And then she turns to Omega and does this wink. Yeah.
0: What's up? She's winking to us too, <laughs> saying, "Yeah, look, look a little a yep. little further here." I mean, interesting. So mm-hmm. she doesn't quite know what all these things are or what the whole She has a confidence too to walk into situations where they almost die multiple times, yeah. but yet they they get by. And I feel like in the future, she could, I could. We could be totally wrong. We're just spitballing. We're having fun, kind of going through it. Right. We never know what's going to happen. But it next week. Cool. We're not one of those creators who has had all ten, like the first ten episodes, and we have not seen them, so we have literally no clue if he is a Jedi or not. But I hope it'll be fun. That'd be that'd be really cool. It'd be it'd be fun. It would make sense too with Sid. Yeah. It would make sense that you know she's so confident. I mean, going into this, and she's got a lot of different skills. Yeah. She's bragging about about stuff and telling stories, and maybe those are stories she's telling about her master. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When they went and did stuff or whatever. Because she Hunter's sort of like, that sounds mm-hmm. far fetched. Yeah. That's a tall tale. Yeah. And you're like, well, not if it's a Jedi. Yeah. Right? I mean, not if it's a Jedi. Yep. So there there it is. I I hope I hope for sure. That'd that be
1: cool. And knows. what's that what's that energy any any anyway? The energy that they find there in that oh, you the know, crystal crystal thing. Right. So it's interesting.
0: Let me pull up something here real quick. This mm-hmm. was this was interesting. Um so more and more, we it seems like they're going back. I don't know if Star Wars is doing this, and it's it's great. It's really good. I think it gets the internet a buzz, like things go trending for a little bit on mm-hmm. on the internet when you drop Easter eggs that make people go like, "Oh my gosh, that's from the Knights of the Old Republic," or that's from the Dawn of the Jedi, or yeah. these things like that. That's the Rakatan Empire, and you're like, "Whoa! What what are all these different things? Who who was the Prime Jedi?" It's just fun. I mean, yeah. there's there's uh, they're kind of mixing some of legends, bringing in little Easter eggs and and making people rewarding people i think even who read all that stuff and loved Mm -hmm. it but are still watching their new products their new stuff and saying hey you guys were there when we released this comic book series and you read it, right? Right. You, you consumed it. You you read this book or whatever. We're going to write our own thing and do our own thing because we're making new content. But we are going to put little Easter eggs in there that make you go, wait, who are those people? Like, who are the ancients? Who? Yep. What is this power? What is this heart of the mountain? Mm-hmm. If, if, that's, if that's a thing. This big device that is wrecking and destroying this planet, someone put that crystal in there to shut it down. Yep. To shut it down and just to keep it sort of all like, you know, like, like good to go. Mm-hmm. There's actually something in the High Republic in the in the, in the the books that they're doing right now where I forget what they're called, the Drengear or something like that. They are dormant mm-hmm. and there are certain rituals and there's certain things that, that the Jedi and that Force users did to uh, imprison them and keep yeah. them entombed, which is the name uh... of this episode, to keep that, that thing entombed. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they have, uh, yeah, it's, they've, they've let it out so it can now go and destroy stuff. So fee puts the, the heart of the mountain back into it and then it shuts it down and destroys it. Yep. Right. So, and it looks like to activate that thing, you had the compass. So you needed the compass to find the chamber, to get in there and reactivate it. Uh, yeah, just to get through it safely, whatever. But the compass is buried on like Ord Mantell in a junkyard in a ship maybe that omega uh-huh. just finds it makes you think that she maybe omega does have a little bit of a, a sense and this is an important object oh yeah she looks, says
1: uh fee t- tells her you have a good good eye, eye or sense for, yeah. for for important things yeah yeah
0: and that's and that's typically again another jedi force sensitive sort of trait it doesn't have yeah. to be over the top force yeah. pulls, force pushes and lightsaber fights, it's it can be in a lot of different things. I love that they explore that side of the force a little bit. But they they do it with Ezra Bridger where he can connect with animals and he's more yeah. of a spirit kind of he can he can sense them, communicate with them, um, calm them down. It's a different type of the force that you're yeah. it's it's the same, but I mean they're just it's manifesting differently oh, yeah. through their abilities. And so and also, I mean, if this if Omega is force sensitive, then she's not you know, she's not trained or anything. Right. So um, yeah, there's that. But Fee is just interesting. I want to know what you guys think. I mean, go back and look at this. Watch her first. Look into Sid a little bit. Look into who Fee is and when she shows up at Sid's parlor. Ask yourself, why does she know all this stuff about the different lore and puzzles? The confidence that she walks into these really dangerous situations and it's sort of like, she just has her droid and she's got like this sword and a blaster. Okay, that's it.
1: Yeah, Mel. Oh my goodness.
0: Oh yeah, no. I <laughs> was like,
1: she, she can't trip but her droid got destroyed
0: right i know i know it's wild but then
1: she said oh that's okay it that happens she's all the time she's backed up on the ship yeah it yeah. has got, got his good.
0: memory bank so she'll rebuild him it's happened from time to time okay uh something from a, like a screen art or i'm sorry a screen rant article i want to read to you guys just a portion of it where they talk a little bit about the ancients and sort of what mm-hmm. is maybe going on here so Star Wars seems to be increasingly interested in ancient in the ancient history of the galaxy. The pattern seems to have been set by Star Wars: The Last Jedi. So in Star Wars: The Last Jedi, Luke goes back to octo or Octo, however you want to say it. Uh, apparently, the first Jedi Temple, where there's this mural of the Prime Jedi. Remember, you asked me at one point who was the first Jedi, mm-hmm. right? And you're like, mm-hmm. okay, there. This is what they show you, sort of in um, in the Last Jedi. So the one who founded the Order, and it hinted that the Jedi. Did not serve the light side, you know. the The Prime Jedi was depicted as having, um, being balanced first and foremost. You know, having both light and darkness, and the darkness, uh, in the light. So, because it has this sort of like yin and yang symbol. Mm -hmm. If you look up the Prime Jedi, which is which is cool. So since then, we've they've kind of gone on to explore more of the the, like the the philosophy behind uh, the Force or Force users or the Jedi, and then looking into. Some of our the ancient culture in in Star Wars, and they've done that through Doctor Afra, as I mentioned. So mm-hmm. her father was searching for Jedi artifacts and was obsessed with it. And Doctor Afra is working with Vader, hunting things down, really helping with Luke Skywalker and and other things, right? Mm-hmm. So, and then Bad Batch season two, episode five, we get this whole episode where we're going on a on a treasure hunt that turns out to be. Something that predates even the Jedi Order, the ancients. And like what you know, who are they? Who who are the ancients? What is this? What is this uh society? Yeah. Uh, the Mandalorian the Book of Boba Fett also introduce uh force vergences associated with the earliest Jedi. Uh so that's all good. You also have different um there's there's been a lot of different uh, ricotta uh Easter eggs where like the, the ricotta were this let me see if we can find more about them for you. I'll look them up later. But anyway,s they they basically go and sort of um enslave a lot of the galaxy, and they're this empire that's pretty like eh, radical. They're they extreme. The ancients, yeah. Um. Yes. Yeah, so what you real quick? I know
1: yeah. it. It's not bad batch, but we're also watching Rebels right now. Yeah. And I was I just had to think about Bendu.
0: Bendu, yeah. Is that he
1: could? Does he count as one of those ancient beings that has both? Because to him it's not really you know light or dark side to him mm-hmm. it's just yeah the force I guess
0: yeah there I don't know how so he, how old he is is sort of unknown right mm-hmm. and we don't know much about him I mean other yeah. than he's this force sensitive who sort of is he calls himself in between the light and the dark right the center of the
1: force yep
0: yeah that, that right.
1: reminds, because it looks really cool when you said the the symbol of the ancient or the the f- um, first Jedi yeah. or even Je- before Jedi prime Jedi, Jedi. Yeah. Prime Jedi. Mm-hmm. yeah it looks really cool it looks like yeah you need both it's the balance
0: yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we can do, yeah, we can maybe do a little breakdown I have to go read up again That's on the cool. Bendu. But, yeah. Uh, and I don't want you to read too far because it's spoiler. Oh, okay. oh, oh, oh then, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, for Rebels there. But, <laughs> I'm not going to read his article then. So there you go. The is not done yet. Where, where we are, we are currently in the beginning of season three. I know mm-hmm. some of you guys have only heard the episodes up through season two as we're doing our, our uh, rewatch of that for Lottie. And we've got a new format coming out because those are some of our most popular episodes. People <laughs> yeah. are loving the Rebels rewatch, which is wild to me. I love it. <laughs> so... Uh, what, well, here's a quick little connection though, to galaxy's edge. Yeah. I guess there are markings on the planet Batu or in galaxy's edge, which is sort of the theme park, right down in, down in Orlando. Uh, they, there are, yeah, there's mysterious structures linked to a civilization called the ancients. That's, okay. That's what that, oh, there you go. Uh, it's difficult to say whether these ancients are the same beings, uh, or if they're different. Or if they're just referring to anyone prior to the Jedi or to uh, to you know known history as just mm-hmm. they're the Ancients, we don't know whether they're good or they're different groups inside of that. Is they're just one group or, or whatever, but they're just called the Ancients. And and there you go. So that's mentioned here in this episode. Uh, it's been hinted at through other Easter eggs, like I think in Andor in Luthen's shop there was a, a, like another Rakatan um, sort of um, like relic or Easter egg, if you will. Okay. So yeah, there's a lot of little things, that, little hints that there is um that they're that they're not gonna bring that back. Well, who knows? I mean, that they're at least exploring it and they're mm-hmm. putting in fun stuff for Star Wars fans to find. Yeah. Which I think is, is really cool. So, I think
1: it's awesome. Yep.
0: Yeah. Uh okay. That is I mean otherwise in this episode we just had a lot of it was really fee driven. Mm-hmm. And Fee takes them on this quest. They're all still trying to figure out what to do. They said the last time they went after treasure, right? It didn't they're over two, right? So <laughs> yeah. the last time was not good. This time uh, didn't work out. They ended up destroying this thing altogether, which was yeah. probably a good thing. Yeah. Um. And it seems like Fee doesn't know what she's getting into exactly. She's just sort yeah. of drawn towards a legend and some lore, and she's going to go explore that and figure it out. And maybe she comes across some power or some mm-hmm. way to rebuild the Jedi. You know, I'm going crazy as as once I once I start down this path of someone's a Jedi, uh, and, and I see them after Order sixty six, my mind just goes wild. Mm-hmm. So you know, yeah. I don't know. If you guys got any thoughts or theories on it, let us know. But yeah, other thoughts on this on this episode.
1: Mm, do you think that next episode we're going to see her again, or is it just like? Okay, another I don't know two three weeks are gonna pass and then we're yeah. gonna explore something different.
0: Yeah, I, I think they'll probably explore something different. I think okay. she'll she'll come and go here and there, and yeah. she she comes in for important episodes, and we're getting little hints. We'll go away from it, then we'll get we'll forget about her for a second. We'll come back two three episodes later, another hint that she's a Jedi. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the breadcrumbs that they're laying mm-hmm. down throughout the season, which is which is awesome. Yeah, what was that crystal thing though? I mean, that yeah, was I know. like a different type of energy Some people were saying it's a, it's a again these are all technologies from the ancients or from ancient times and clearly they had the ability to use uh hyperspace and yeah. they could travel in hyperspace so if we're going if we assume that Batu and then this this place are a part of an ancient sort of empire mm-hmm. or were connected that the ancients yeah. visited visited both planets mm-hmm. then they had advanced technology and, you know, through war, whether it's the Jedi-Sith war or something later on that causes them to lose this technology or they're defeated, you know, who knows? It's all, I mean, because in the Star Wars timeline, the old Legends timeline, mean, it goes back like 20,000 years. Yeah. I mean, it goes back far. Yeah. I mean, some of the stuff that we think is super, like Knights of the Old Republic and things like that are just, you know, a couple, like not even 10,000, 5,000, three maybe mm-hmm. uh, years back. And so when you go back to the dawn of, of of all of this and you go back to those really ancient times it's like
1: 20,000 years ago that's crazy yeah which
0: is crazy so can't
1: really fathom how how yeah they set up a really good much time that is
0: yeah they set up a really good sort of you know lore i mean for you and i like just on a funny side note here look at the great pyramids of egypt look at the sphinx how (laughs) old is the sphinx you guys let me know okay the archaeologists are debating about it Mm -hmm. and ancient aliens is definitely debating it okay yeah as as the when it's accurate Um, (laughs) Um, yeah.
1: yeah something cool just the color scheme of this whole thing yeah we have when they first discover the crystal thing it's like glowing purple inside, but the whole thing is kind of blue. Yeah. And on the way there, we see every time Omega lights up the compass, it's purple and all the lights that are, you know, on mm-hmm. the walls and, and and the signs and stuff are all glowing and blue. So there's definitely a color scheme here, yeah, blue and purple. Yeah. And I don't know, it was cool that blue was always when it it was dark it would light up blue. Yeah. And yeah. every time she put light in the thing it was the purple. Compass. Yeah. Um and so you, and you then combine we, those into
0: the crystal. Yeah, it was yeah. both
1: in there. And then when they discover it it's really purple. And then at the end when they put it back and the whole thing shuts down, the monster right, basically is destroyed, we yeah. see a blue light kind of flowing into the thing. Oh, when really? they put it in there I, I'm trying to find the exact scene Yeah. where they put it back. Oh, yeah, here it is. It's like, what is it? It's almost uh, like light is coming out of the- 24 minutes almost? Yeah. Yeah. So then it, it stops. It was going to destroy their ship. Mm-hmm. They stopped it just in time, shuts down, and then now it's we see all the purple glowing again in there. Yeah, it's blowing up. And it's like a- Mm-hmm. And then it melts down. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Completely melts. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it could, because it seems like it's used to stop this. It seems like it's a good artifact, mm-hmm. you know, something that was stopping a war yeah. machine. So what could do that? Like, it, it doesn't seem like that, whatever, wherever it's placed, it doesn't seem like mm-hmm. that's maybe what that was designed for. It's almost like mm-hmm. someone else was trying to defeat this thing and they had an mm-hmm. artifact that they could use to shut it down. We don't know. I mean, we, yeah. may, may, maybe we're wrong about that. Um, Maybe this machine was actually just a war device that is still mm. thinking it's, it's fighting an enemy that's not there or something. Who knows? And it's yeah. just gone completely bonkers.
1: Hopefully no one's going to find it and re-revive it and use well, it again. Well, and that's, you know? that is
0: the point we're going to end on because I do think, mm. actually, that like if you look at this thing and how it was destroying the planet, yeah. some folks are speculating that the Empire, it's a long shot. But this is the technology, essentially, that they use to destroy planets. They use kyber crystals for it, right? That's in the Death Star. Um, you'll learn more about that in Rebels. Mm-hmm. You, you, we, we already know sort of how they use it in Episode 4. We know the Death Star is the big thing that Palpatine is building towards. Mm-hmm. Instead of going for a big fleet like Thrawn and other people think right. he should do, a massive fleet to patrol the galaxy, he wants one mega super star destroyer. Yeah. Or, um, <laughs> you know, Death Star. And it, this thing is using like this beam of energy to right just destroy the surface right. of the planet mm-hmm. and yeah it feels like it's something that if they're looking for it, because we're still way early yeah in the empire and if people were tracking these guys and they come around they, they see the technology they might start collecting some of it to take mm-hmm. back and use for the death star perhaps so oh. who knows who knows but,
1: uh, and I then know. andor is going to build it and uh, not Andor. yeah but, yeah cassie and yeah Cassian. they're they work on it in
0: the in the prison right i mean yeah so and they're gonna continue to we'll see Who's yeah the... it's just there's little tiny hints here and there whether it's books or the tv shows or movies where they're they're um showing you a little bit of this like behind the curtain the building of the death star or where things are going and, yeah. and everything which is which is kind of cool
1: i'm sorry but i'm so jealous of all the star wars fans i mean i'm also considering myself a fan. Now, but yeah. I mean still I'm jealous yeah. that you guys have all that stuff. I want this in the wizarding world in the Potterverse. I, know. I, know. I want more stories that connect and more side characters and
0: more lore. Different... Yeah. Yes, please. Lore is so much fun. Just it being is. able to especially when there's so much building. that you can Yeah, that you can just dig into and sort of like try to connect the dots and it's just it's great when video yeah. games do it or stories do yes. it. And yeah, Star Wars has done a great it's forty years of it, where I mean yeah. it's just been around for so long. Um that you can they go back honestly to the originals and they look at mm-hmm. even this droid that was in this episode. Yeah. They model a lot of that stuff off of things that they saw in episodes four, five, and six, and then what did they see in episodes one, two, and three? Yeah. Uh so there's just so much. There's really and it's <laughs> it's fantastic. And it's it's a galaxy. That's what I love about yeah. it. Yeah. And people are like, Oh, you know, you, there's too much Star Wars it's a galaxy that they yeah. can fill and and honestly there's a lot you can do inside of these these time periods we're talking mm-hmm. about like it's there's there's still a lot there's still a lot of things like if you look at the end of the mandalorian series where i think when luke creates his Je- his jedi temple on Ossus. this is one of the things i was have been thinking about he creates it nine aby there's 21 years until that temple is destroyed yeah 21 years where for seven years you could go on some arc and some grand adventure i mean the Galactic, uh, sort of like episodes four, five, and six, they take place in a matter of four or five years, I think. Mm-hmm. Something like that. So, I mean, there's just, and you say you have 21 years to do something with Luke and his Academy. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, Ben Solo doesn't even show up there until like midway through that. So I, I guess as I think about the galaxy and then the timeline and where you can fill things in, there's plenty of room oh, yeah. for all these different characters. <laughs> and that's why I think Fia is a great, uh, is surprisingly uh, a great character. And mm-hmm. actually looking at her costume more, I, sorry, I just keep talking about feet. go I'm I have a, a, a still of her at the end mm-hmm. walking out. She looks like a Jedi. when you okay. look at her her um like almost what would be like a tunic, her shirt that she's wearing, yeah, it's just got it's got a high collar. It looks, yeah, she looks like she could fit right into the Jedi Order if you threw a robe on her and everything just sick. sick. So
1: they say she was described as a cross between Han Solo Jack Sparrow <laughs> from the Pirates of the Caribbean films and the Pirate and Bonnie. Really?
0: Yeah. I mean maybe with her like headband or something <laughs> mm-hmm. like that, you know. But like if you just look at the tunic she's wearing there, just her top shirt. Yeah. I mean, she's got like yeah, she's got the blaster on her on her hip, she's got the boots and everything too, which I get, but nah. If you look at the top shirt and the decorative uh, you know, piece to it and the way it all is embroidered and stuff, it looks like it could fit right in the Jedi Order. So Yeah. In my opinion, all right, but that's just—it's uh, also probably as trying to make things work and fit into uh, a box that I think is cool, which is yeah. the Force and Jedi. So, anyway, all right, friends. Hey, I think that's it. So, just a quick little rundown here. We woke up, um, woke up early, and uh, we got some snow out there to go play in. We're having a, a good day. Bad Batch is is out. It keeps us uh, intrigued, and mm-hmm. you know, little Easter eggs here and there. We're having fun with it. I think this was a fun episode. So, it was because everyone yeah. was back together. Yeah, that you know? I like that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I like the little adventure and Which is mystery, good. mystery and just how it looked. Again, I always yeah. want to point out the artwork and colors yeah. and it just it's just oh. fun to me to watch.
0: Yeah, before we before we leave here friends, remember, um Lottie is working. She's working on all sorts of art stuff. She was reading a book though where the lead designer on Dark Forces, Star Wars Dark Forces and some of the other games like from the '90s. Oh
1: my God! Yeah, yeah, it's you, awesome. You it's were like still like an art
0: concept, the sort of 3D art. Thing. Yeah.
1: Yes, and it. I found it in at half price bookstore. Yeah, yeah. At a half price bookstore, and it was just sitting there. No one wants to pick it up because it's so old. Right. And you know, you guys know how fast things develop. If 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 it you know comes down to 3D technology and. I mean, now we got AI and all that stuff, but the basics are still the same. And I was like, this is awesome. This is all I want to know. And this person describes, oh, I wish I had the book up here because I can't remember his name. Uh, we'll talk about it next time probably. Yeah, yeah I just want to but mention, it's, it's really so... The as connection you, is cool because he shows you some Star Wars stuff and... and yeah, what he did, did in the games. Ships and, and yeah. places. So it's cool.
0: Yeah, because you're looking at textures and different stuff mm-hmm. like that. So yeah, as we go along, I mean, like, especially for an animated series, I think you know, Lottie's going to be seeing a lot of different sort of colors and the way they, they do stuff and the way yeah. they build worlds and everything. It's just uh, it's really cool. Now, yeah. this one was a little bit, you know, grimy and had been destroyed and was rough yeah. and everything. But yeah. once that once that uh, machine lit up, it was full it was of cool. color and design. It looked like a
1: big Pokemon.
0: You Yeah, what was that Pokemon <laughs> you said? I uh, uh,
1: Dialga, Dialga, I don't know how you call it in English, uh, but yeah. it looked like a, a legendary. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Wild. So, so. That was fun. All right. Hey, uh, friends, thanks so much. Uh, we'll be posting some extra episodes. We got some guests lined up for The Mandalorian, by the way. We've got a Rebel rewatch coming down the line, and we're going to be watching season one and season two of The Mandalorian sometime. We're going to fit it all oh, in. Oh, yeah, we have to. Uh, before March 1st, it is all coming <laughs> super fast. So thank you guys for all the support. Thank you to everyone who's who signed up over on Patreon and uh, and who wants to kind of, you know, join in with the fun over there. So you guys are, you guys are great. Appreciate you so much. And uh, friends, as always, may the Force be, be with you.
1: you.